Hello and welcome back. This is the Institute of World Mission podcast. It's such a joy, friends, that we can meet like this across distance, across continents, despite our activities, and together like this, reconnect around topics and themes that are important to us as cross-cultural missionaries. Before we actually move to the interview today, I'd like to share with you that you might still have a chance to register for the webinar tomorrow, June 18. Usually this show comes out on Wednesday, and if you hear it on the same day, you'll still make it for June 18 webinar. The title of the webinar is How You and Your Spouse Can Go Strong as a Couple. Our guests are Willie and Elaine Oliver, who serve as co-directors for the General Conference Family Department. Together with them, you'll have a chance to meet Cheryl and Gordon Doss. Cheryl is the director for Institute of World Mission, and Gordon is a professor at Anders University. You'll find the registration link in the show notes. Now, if it will be too late for you to actually join in a live meeting, check out the webinars page on our website. Today, we continue the celebrations series. Our guest, teacher, and the person who is the closest to missionaries in terms of their health is Dr. Katya Reinhardt. Dr. Reinhardt is an associate director for the General Conference Health Department and usually joins the IWM team during Mission Institute programs. Odds are you might know Dr. Reinhardt personally. With that, let's transition to the interview itself. Welcome to the Institute of World Mission Weekly Podcast, a show for Adventist mission enthusiasts striving to live, serve, and witness cross-culturally. Visit us at iwm.adventist.org podcast to view this podcast's show notes, links, and previous episodes. Institute of World Mission is your partner in the mission field. Katya, welcome to the Institute of World Mission podcast. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure, Alex, to be with you today. All right. So you are not a guest anymore. In fact, you I would say you're a co-host in a way because this is now what a sixth installment that we're doing in a whole series of 12 episodes on missionary health. If you could just bring us up to date, where are we in this series and what's going on? What are we doing today? Well, you're right. This is the sixth session in the series of the celebrations, and we have covered the first five letters, which is the S, the, the C E L E B. So, celebr. And today we're going to do the R C for choice, E for uh, exercise, L for uh, liquids, and we talked about water, E for environment, B for belief, and today R for rest. Very important principle. Wonderful. And I love the name of the series. It's Celebrations, which means, of course, that we can celebrate our life, our service, our mission, our calling as um, Adventist missionaries. And we can be healthy at doing this. And this is what it's all about. So, Katya, thank you so much for being willing to lead us through these main principles of missionary health. And let me take you through a, a few questions here so that we can unpack what this R means for us today. So it's rest. Tell us why is rest so important for missionaries? 
Well, um, I think we all have uh, learned and heard about uh, how important it is for our body to actually be able to take time off and replenish itself in so many different ways. Now, in general, just for us as human beings, we need to be able to take time off to allow the body to uh, re-energize, to in many different ways, and we'll talk about it, uh, be able to function better. Uh, if we don't have rest, we are not able to really be best, utmost um, ability to perform uh, effectively. And so for missionaries who are already in a setting where there are many challenges, perhaps uh, things they're having to adapt to, transitions they have to go through, if they're not properly resting, uh, that just adds to the stress, to the, uh, you know, uh, the challenges of them being able to do what they need to do in an effective way. Um, if they're not resting well, uh, they will have all kinds of risks for their health in terms of physical health, mental health that we can talk about. And so rest is so critical to prevent burnout, to ensure um, that they're able to really work at the, you know, with their brain fresh, uh, have sharp cognitive uh, thinking and, and, and be able to make decisions as well as to do more in less time, to be efficient. So uh, rest is very critical. Many people who are going through a lot of the stressors in the mission field, um, if they are not properly resting, they are much more at risk for burnout and for other health conditions. And so it's so critical that um, we seriously consider ways that we can rest our body. Thank you for highlighting uh, the actual fact that missionaries, cross-cultural missions enthusiasts and employees of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, uh, they go through different reality than some of us who are simply working in our own culture, in our cultural cocoon. There's so many more stressors, so many more challenges that we have to overcome. And this, of course, wears us down. So stress is hugely important for missionaries. And I just want to highlight uh, again, uh, Katya, what you just said, because of the nature of the work that we are called to do. So what kind of rest are we talking about? Um, is it just sleep or what, what's, what's all in it? Yeah, it's very important. Sometimes we often link rest to sleep, which indeed is the daily rest that it's so critical that we have. But it's not just about sleep. Sleep is a very important, and we'll talk about it you know, in more detail, how important it is. But we're also talking about the weekly rest, which oftentimes in the mission field, for some who are working in ministry, it's very difficult because sometimes Sabbath, which is the day, the one day a week that we are to rest and uh, worship God in a special way. Many times um, missionaries are called to do all kinds of things and they may not have that time uh, for adequate rest, but it is also, it does include one day of rest a week where you have time to really unplug from the regular activities of the week uh, and be able to rest, to be with the family, focus on relationships, focusing on other things, um, maybe hobbies and uh, recreation, other things that are important as well that can rest the mind and and help the person um, disengage from the day-to-day 
um, activities and stressors. So weekly rest is also critical, but it's also about the annual rest, you know, taking time off, annual leave and uh, taking vacation. Oftentimes people in ministry and even missionaries, um, sometimes they take their time off, but then they are as busy <laughs> as before and don't properly um, uh, plan ahead so that they can have downtime during their annual leave and not just go from home to home, you know, visiting everyone or traveling or doing so many things that uh, they're not able to have proper sleep, proper rest. And so it is trying to bring balance um, uh, to life in a daily manner and daily regular, you know, regularly uh, on a daily basis, but also weekly basis and annual basis. And just using this as a principle of balancing activity with rest periods you know, in a holistic way. Thank you for giving this overview. Um, we will uh, look at each one and uh, actually kind of break it down for the life of missionaries together here in just a minute. Before that, though, the question I wanted to ask you, Katia, is this. Could you share with us some challenges that missionaries face in regards to rest? Is it more difficult for us to rest? I mean, are, are we kind of uh, workaholics in a, in a way, or what is it about us that uh, that sometimes we just don't trust enough? So what are the challenges? Well, I think for one, um, somebody who chooses to serve in a mission field has a, a particular personality and, and willingness and love for service. And uh, many times if, if they haven't thought carefully before and set boundaries and set careful um, ways to manage uh, their ministry, they may be totally consumed by the service. And so sometimes uh, people in the field will need and want their attention and their help um, in, in so many ways, whether they are in, in the health arena, you know, as healthcare providers there's often so much need. Um, and so they may find themselves totally, um, you know, being consumed by that work without proper rest because the need is so great. But otherwise, also as, as educators or as people working in, in administration or whatever their role may be, they may find that there's so much need uh, and uh, you know, in the field that uh, sometimes even by the locals, they, they are being called to, to do all kinds of things at all times of day and night. And sometimes they, their, their home is very close to the place where they are ministering. And so uh, people can just stop by any time and, you know, go, which is good in many ways. But if there are not proper boundaries set up, uh, they may see that it would be difficult for them to find time for rest, for, um, uh, you know, measuring what they can and cannot do so that they can reserve time for, for proper sleep, for proper rest, for proper uh, time off from the ministry to spend with the family and uh, to, to manage the demands of the work. And so uh, perhaps even more than other kinds of situations, people in cross-cultural mission may feel even guilty sometimes for... <laughs> Uh, setting up some boundaries for rest because they feel, oh, the need is so great. Uh, and so those are some of the challenges that sometimes we see missionaries facing in the field. And um, and so, you know, that love for service 
for giving of themselves needs to be combined as well with the need of taking care of themselves. And the idea that um, having proper rest is something that will help them to do even more. Um, and so sometimes saying no or, or setting boundaries will actually be able to help them to have more to give for longer periods of time in a healthy way. Uh, and that way preserve their health and well-being so they can be even better vessels to be used in the field. You know, from what you just said, um, I heard three very strong issues that we as missionaries have with resting. Number one is sometimes our personality and commitment to mission drives us. Uh, number two is this extra exposure to a lot of people around us. And number three is... Uh, this demand of the mission field when the needs are so great and so many projects to go after and just uh, that alone is overwhelming. Uh, Katya, I wanted to add one point to uh, uh, while we're talking about issues uh, in regards to rest, and that is cultural fatigue. Because we are as missionaries constantly, constantly called to be alert to how people in a different culture, in our host community, think in their cultural way, uh, over time we get really tired of it as we go through this adjustment and learning to think and feel how the people in the local community feel. So this cultural fatigue is something that research established is a, is a very real thing for expatriates, for missionaries, and that just adds on to this pile of issues that, that we are kind of seeing being present in the lives of missionaries. Would you say that this is something that's, uh, that's happening? That is very true. I fully agree with you. And, and adding to that um, is also sometimes the, the, the conflict or the difference between a culture that perhaps before coming to, to the mission field, uh, you can, uh, the missionary family comes from a culture that they value rest and they, they have some of those boundaries, but they come into a culture where Maybe, you know, there are meetings that are set up until late at night, every night, you know, or, or the expectations uh, from a particular culture may not necessarily value rest. Um, and, and so um, they don't want to, they may be, uh, you know, perceived as selfish or, you know, that there might be some concern of how they will be perceived if they want to be uh, resting or set up boundaries for rest in a culture that doesn't value that, uh, you know. And so there's that other element that also makes it sometimes challenging. How do we do that at the same time, you know, convey to the culture where you're in the value of this uh, for health and, and well-being and model that? Uh, that can be sometimes challenging. Thank you. Let's transition to uh, some of those things that you covered in a way, just as an overview. You mentioned sleep, weekly rest, and annual rest. So let's let's quickly take them one by one and talk about sleep. What are some of the benefits of proper sleep? Well, there there are many benefits that we know of. And um, for one, we know that sleep is, is that moment that our body is able to rejuvenate itself. So um, it actually replenishes our energy levels. So we're able to um, wake up with more energy to do things. It actually uh, is able to help us with memory, organizing the information that we take in and and, and really or, um, help us to retain 
things from short-term memory into the long-term memory so that we're able to um, remember things more clearly. Uh, learning ability helps us to be sharper in what we learn in that way and cognitively be able to retain and, and think more clearly. But there's also physical things uh, related to how we handle stress, for instance. Sleep helps us to deal with stressors and, and helps us to actually uh, be able to better respond to tr trauma, crisis, and stressful situations. And it's also because of that, uh, then it reduces the risk of other things and uh, works in terms of our hormonal and other chemicals in our body to actually promote good weight, to promote a good circulation, a good Im immunity, because our immune system is also very much reliant on those sleep time, especially non-REM sleep, to be able to replenish itself and be able to be a stronger immu immune system to fight all kinds of infections. And so um, also, we, you know, we know that by sleeping, we people who do sleep at least seven hours at night, they're able to actually live longer when you look at compared comparative studies with people that sleep less than seven hours a night or less than six or, you know, as you go down, the mortality rate increases and the chance of dying of any cause uh, really increases as people sleep less. So there's so many uh, different um, ways that it impacts us, both for our physical health as well as for our mental health and well-being. And so uh, we have to, to be really careful. Uh, are we getting enough sleep? Now, some people have difficulty falling asleep and, um, you know, that's, that all comes from the stress and all of this. Could you share with us some tips? How can we overcome this insomnia? I know there's a whole science behind all of this, but and we don't have time for everything and it's just scratching the surface. But some of the tips that could help, you know, people in our audience that experience this. You're right. I mean, there are uh, many people, uh, first of all, there are differences of sleeping patterns as we age. So that is one thing we have to keep in mind when we think about how can we optimize sleep. And so, um, you know, a, a child sleeps, needs many, many more hours of sleep. Uh, and as an infant grows, you know, goes through, say, adolescent years, they still need more time of sleep, but the times of, you know, when they fall asleep and wake up may be a little different because of how they're built, their body, um, and, and their, their sleep patterns are, are slightly different. But then as you get to adulthood, then, you know, you have a, a more kind of regular pattern. And, and then when you get to an older adult age, then you sometimes need less sleep. So it's important to keep in mind the different uh, sleep patterns that age aging, you know, uh, is impacted by. But in terms of uh, people who have, say, insomnia, or they, whether it started in adolescent years or even in the adulthood, um, it, there are some things that they can think about that can actually be helpful. Problem is, it's very important for people to have regular times of sleep and try as much as possible to keep that regularity. Um, many people, as again, in the mission field, sometimes it's not as easy, but we have to strive to do that. That is one of the ways that can help to reset our sleep pattern and cycle of sleep is to try to keep as much as possible a regular time of going to bed and waking up if possible. Um, another thing is trying to really be exposed to sunlight during the day. 
uh, going, for instance, for a morning walk when the sun is shining, that really helps people because, you know, the sun is involved when it gets through our, our eyes too in the production of uh, serotonin and then eventually melatonin, which is one of the elements that helps us to, one of the hormones that helps us to sleep uh, more properly. And so being exposed to the sun daily, ideally early in the morning, can help to reset our sleep uh, patterns and our sleep cycle as well. So that, you know, by the evening time, we have enough melatonin production to, to be able to fall asleep and sleep restfully. The other thing is um, trying to avoid uh, eating heavy meals at night, at least three hours before we go to bed, uh, and ideally a light meal. So having, again, we a good breakfast, good lunch, but then a lighter dinner if sometimes just the fruits or, but at least, uh, you know, three hours before we go to bed so that when we rest uh, and sleep, we don't have to have competing digestion going um, so much and feeling full. Uh, that also impacts our sleep. Of course, we know about caffeinated drinks. They, people who sometimes are having problems with insomnia may be drinking uh, or eating uh, caffeine through the form of chocolate or even, you know, if not coffee, sometimes it's tea or even sodas and other kinds of beverages that have caffeine. So avoiding caffeine is very important because that lasts for hours and hours and can impact our sleep. Uh, other things is like exercising daily. We know if, the, if people do exercise, they will have a more restful sleep. And so having, a, again, a time for exercise that is not too close to the sleep time, like to recommend, again, that people exercise at least three hours or, or more before going to sleep, ideally, and, and not engaging in any exciting activity or watching uh, something that's traumatic or, you know, uh, that's, uh, that really stimulates your thinking too much. It's better to try to wind down and take a warm bath and uh, maybe read a book and not necessarily have screen time close to the time where you're going to bed, looking at your phone or a computer or TV, because again, the lighting uh, in those, uh, uh, you know, either the phone or some other kind of screen can impact how well we sleep as well. And of course, there are people that are anxious. And so sometimes all the things that went wrong in the day come to mind and they keep thinking about those things and that maybe it may keep them from having a, a relaxation and falling to sleep more appropriately. So trying to, again, lift our burdens to God at the end of the day and, and just praying and helping ourselves to collaborating with, cooperating with God so that we can let Him take from us our burdens and anxieties and just relax uh, in his arms and be able to then rest. Another important element at night is to have a full dark room, no lighting anywhere, because again, for more production of melatonin, we need darkness. And that means um, not having any sort of light that, that will impact actually how well we sleep as well. In a cool environment, not too hot, not too cold, but... Uh, a comfortable cool environment with breeze, if possible, is, is good. But uh, all these tips are, are things that can be helpful, helping people to reset their sleep cycle and be able to have a more restful sleep. Thank you, Katya. Now, that was a, a, a tremendous list of tips, a whole package 
that I think if uh, people do have issues with falling asleep, which many of us do, it will change a lot of things for them. So really appreciate that. One thing I didn't mention, may, may I just add, um, just, uh, just another tip, naps. There are people that nap a lot during the day and then they cannot sleep uh, at night. So if you're going to nap, which is good, nap a uh, short naps, maybe less than 20, 15 minutes. If, if people who may sleep an hour or two uh, during the day, that may also impact their sleep. So uh, you may want to reduce the time that you are napping. And if you do, it's good to have a nap. And in fact, that is very helpful, but do a short one. This is wonderful. Now let's move to the weekly rest. And as missionaries, we are often so much involved in Sabbath activities, um, in different kinds of worships and programs and uh, all this involvement because, you know, people look up to us many times and involve us. You know, we're involved in teaching, in discipling, in uh, all kinds of church activities and so forth. And then, of course, the Sabbath, uh, many times in these kind of cases, does not serve as a day of rest in this sense. What are we to do with this weekly rest then? What would be your recommendations? Well, um, again, as we talked about, it can be challenging, as you just pointed out, on a Sabbath, for instance, to have the proper rest. But if that is the case, if you have a Sabbath where you're engaged with so many things, and there's also good things, of course, maybe you have a meal at home after church, and you have um, the ability to go for a walk um, and, and take people with you. Uh, if that's the case, you know, if you have visitors or others, um, try to, as much as possible, minimize the kinds of, of meetings that you will have, say, on Sabbath afternoon, and then go for time off in nature. And even if you take people with you, if you're like doing something with you for others that you're ministering to, uh, try as much as possible to take them away from where you are to a, a relaxing nature setting. That's one thing. But um, if the Sabbath day, because of your role, is, is a busy day that you're not able to really um, take time off for the family away from things, um, it's always important to maybe take a Sunday or even a Monday. Many cultures and places Sometimes the Monday is the day I come from South America and Monday is the day that is the day off for the pastor family because oftentimes in the weekend it's, it's so busy with uh, so many different activities. So, you know, if you have the ability to choose a day during the week where you set some boundaries and um, you say, you know, um, I'm not able to, to be engaged because I, I need this is the family time. Um, but of course, maybe Monday is not the best because kids are in school. And, um, and so, but, you know, you have to really choose a time that works for the family in the environment where you're in, where you can set that time to do something. It could be a Sunday, maybe, um, you know, since the family might be more available. But this is so critical because um, if you don't, in the end, um, it, it may be very hard for you to catch up with, with that rest because we cannot go back to the times that we were overworking and be able to recover from, from those days to kind of, you know, uh, pay the debt of rest. Um, if we don't, you know, the body feels it and the marks in the body are there. So doing all you can to maybe find a time, if not on Sabbath, on Sunday or another day where you can have uh, sacred moments for rest, for 
turning off from some other things and being able to then focus um, on replenishing uh, your health and well-being as a family, as a person as well, is so critically important. What struck me just now is that if we don't rest weekly, spiritually and physically, then we actually destroy ourselves. So something happens that's irreversible. We cannot, we, we age ourselves, um, we break ourselves, and you cannot reverse that really. Did I hear this correctly from you then? That's right. It's, it's very, um, you know, the sleep we lose, the rest that we, we don't have, we cannot necessarily go back and pay it back, you know? There are some things in the body that happens. We can, of course, change course and, and then, you know, try to establish a new routine. And our body is beautifully built in that way where God can really bring healing and can help us. But you're right. I mean, God does not ask us to overwork and damage our health as we're doing the work. Quite in the contrary. Uh, we have plenty of scripture uh, and many councils and spirit prophecy that talk about the importance of this temperance of even in the work, because it's very easy sometimes for us to fall into this addiction to ministry, you know, in a way it's almost as though because of codependency sometimes or other things we can overdo things thinking that we are helping the others, but that's not what God is asking. And uh, he's asking that we actually also take care of the temple he has given us so that we can better serve. And by doing this and modeling it, um, we can actually help the others we are serving as well so they can understand how important this is. Katya, I wanted to talk with you a little bit about the yearly rest. What, what happens in my life is, and I see this pattern now, maybe for the last 10 years after I've turned 30, I've started to notice that by the time July comes in a year, I have so much difficulty wanting to work. I have no desire. I just, I don't know why. Maybe it's because, you know, July is usually hot where I've been or whether it's the temperature outside or what it is, or it's just that I'm so tired after after the year and I need a few weeks off. And when I do allow myself that time, I come back with renewed bubbling energy and, and lots of ideas and desire to do a lot of things. But that time in the end of June, beginning of July is the worst time of the year for me. Maybe it's just me. What would be your advice for yearly rest um, for us as missionaries? Yeah, well, I think it's not just you. I think many people, as you come close to, you know, 10 months of work or something like that, without proper weekly or, you know, a week off or something like that along the way, uh, we do all tend to feel the 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 tiredness the fatigue uh, setting in a little bit and so um certainly for many people in the summertime when it's hot uh there there's other things that can also climate can can impact but certainly uh, our body needs it, it has that cycle and it, everything either daily or weekly we can actually uh, see the body claiming and asking for 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 the rest that we need and so uh, it's important for us to be able to take the time that will be uh, available for the family as a whole um, to actually go away. And I, I, I think that for most missionaries, the annual leave um, is something, of course, that they look forward to and uh, they, they need to plan ahead in a way 
that they can not only see people that they haven't seen, like family and others, but also plan intentionally so they can spend time as a family away from even others sometimes, but do something that can can help uh, rest their body, but also help the family as a whole experience wholeness and something fun, something that can be uh, recreational and resting for the kids as well as the, the parents. And so, of course, for some people, it may be sometimes different timing. It's some, it may be in the summer or maybe in the winter and they have to choose. But I think the importance is being intentional to plan ahead to really be able to have adequate rest. And knowing that that week or two or three or four, depending that they are able to take, if they're doing more than once a year, uh, will actually give them the ability to come back much stronger and and be able to do more. In fact, I was reading uh, yesterday about um, in the World War I period, um, they made people work nonstop because they wanted to produce. This is in the UK. And the prime minister learned that lesson when the Second World War came in, they actually had passed laws that people could not work more than 48 hours a week and they would take rest and that they were able to produce much more after the rest. And we see this with people that take vacations as well. Once you take those weeks off, you're able to come in with much more energized and you're able to do much more. And so um, knowing that the body uh, will respond Uh, should be another good incentive for us to think I'm not wasting my time (laughs) this week. I have talked to a few people that said, yeah, you know, I don't need to. I have gone years without a vacation and being proud about it, you know, working for the Lord, you know. And um, and I I understand where they're coming from. Uh, Perhaps they they don't realize um, that perhaps, you know, they are actually going in a path, as we were talking earlier, that is impacting their health in a way. Um, that later on it would be very difficult to undo. And so, um, again, it's one of those things we have to take seriously and, uh, of course, adapt as a family when would be the best timing, but really plan carefully. One last question, Katya, that I have. How is the time with the Lord and prayer? And, uh, you know, we, we usually shun the word meditation, but this... Adventist notion, Christian notion of meditating on God's word and just being in the presence of the Lord, in in the real presence of the Lord and speaking with him, how does that impact us, making us feel restful? Is there a connection there? Oh, I think definitely there is. You know, um, as we pray, as we seek God, as we spend quality time with him, again, daily, but you can think about weekly and you can think also even on an annual basis, having time, special time to go in a retreat, a spiritual retreat, say a week long retreat uh, or, or longer uh, can make huge difference for us. Of course, God for one can, if we are really reading his word, taking it in and allowing to not only speak, but hear uh, his response to us. We will see uh, that there there will be a release of a lot of stressors. There will be a lot of promises that we will be able to take in that gives us the energy, the faith to be more optimist and be grateful for what we have and be able to move forward with a much better attitude. And so it's certainly a huge coping mechanism. And there are some studies that have looked at this, looking at how 
Our faith, our spiritual connection with God impacts our health in many ways. And um, it is a major coping mechanism that can be helpful for, again, times of stress, times of, um, you know, difficult situations we are in. And it can bring us a sense of resting in God, resting in him, that he has us in his hands, that he, um, you know, is sees and understands where we are. We can unburden our worries uh, to him. And that is so refreshing. It, it gives us on a daily basis a new beginning, new strength, because he is really the one who gives us the strength. Uh, on a weekly basis, likewise, it can, again, refresh our soul in, in beautiful ways. And I would recommend uh, um, uh, an annual, at least once a year, kind of like a weekly retreat, like a, a weekly, a week long um, spiritual retreat where we can read, we can commune. We can fast, we can spend time with God. And we see that people that have that habit, they really are able to come up refreshed. So indeed, God can uh, give us sense of rest and well-being as we come close to him in a very, very tangible way. With this interview today, we now covered six out of 12 parts in the celebration series here on the IWM podcast. Each of these parts is an important health principle for missionaries. You can find all previous episodes in this series on a special page on the IWM website that puts all of these together for your convenience. Just find this page, a link to this page rather, in the show notes. If you find this or any other resources helpful, we'll be happy for your personalized recommendations. Please share the podcast as a whole or its different series or episodes with your colleagues, friends, and family members. And don't forget to actually subscribe. This will help you be a stronger part of our community. My name is Alex Ott, and together with my colleagues at Institute of World Mission, we are looking forward to seeing you next Wednesday.